Hey guys, it's your boy, Big Mike. Now, as a lot of you know, um, the three boys all work in pubs, so this week they've been pretty busy, so we haven't been able to get a recording in. So, uh, this week's episode is going to be a Mike-only episode. No, I'm joking. Um, you're not that lucky. <laughs> I've got another Patreon episode for you. So, another one from the archives. This is the Patreon bonus episode from April. It was before Pat joined the team, so it was uh, better times. Just me, Bud, and Tony. Um, so I know in, in the start of the episode, I really badly do explain the concept of of it, but I'll really badly explain it now again, like nine months later. So me, Bull, Tony, we all wrote a story and then we read them out in a random order and tried to make them into like one bigger overarching story without changing anything. Uh, there were mixed results. Not everyone quite understood the assignment. Uh, but it's it's interesting anyway. Uh, I've included another bonus episode after the bonus episode, so stick around till after the music. It's one where I do a dramatic reading of all three stories together, so you get like one fluid look at all three stories afterwards without us all interrupting each other. And maybe you can let us know if you think the story works. This is just one of those things we used to try and do on our Patreon episode, like a bit of experimenting. So I hope you like it. Um, before we get into the episode, I've just got a quick segment for you. This is a segment that I can never forget about. So here it is. It's How I Tell Mike's Joke of the Week. What did Adam say the day before New Year's Day? Nothing. Eve had left him the week before. She said even though he was the last man on Earth, and the first man on Earth, after what he said last week, she wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot barge pole. That's how I tell him. <laughs> Hello and welcome to patreon.com forward slash big mic pod. So, lads, uh, another Patreon episode. Who's hosting this one? <laughs> uh, all of us. It's a, it's a, it's a thing, isn't it? So we're just yeah, all it's doing a, it. It's a cool thing. It's a cool it's thing. A cool it's not thing, just. Yeah. So you both got your own little go at um, a Would You Rather episode. And this week, as we've said on the main podcast, we are doing story time with Big Mike and the boys. Yeah. Pretty bed, sick. Bedtime stories. Maybe. Bedtime st- they could like be that episode boring. where we were really sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> So just get yourself a nice cup of Ovaltine and your Twilight mm. pillow and your your cup of Bovril if you don't like Ovaltine. Yeah, it's an option. Mm. So and your cup of herbal tea if you don't like either Ovaltine of them. Ovaltine is like a malt drink. What? It's like malty. Malty. Yeah. Like teasers. Yeah, like malt. Like uh, it's it's what is it malt? Oats. It's kind of like honeycombish almost. It, I would say. What? It's delicious. It is delicious. Malt, malty stuff's nice. Yeah. Beer's malty, like. You remember in the Unbelievable? Yeah, never... she'll do without the Ovaltine tonight. Yeah. I never actually knew yeah, it was. Like, never looked it up. It's like a, a milky kind of, um, just like nice drink you drink before you go to bed. Yeah. Mike, you used to drink it, isn't you, Mike? Yeah. Um, like, you put in whatever milk you want, but like, it's, uh, a, there might be milk in it, I don't know. Powdery? And um, yeah, it's just nice... Nice, yeah, um, it's a powder. It's mixed like it's like cocoa, but yeah, small flavor. It tastes, 
I, in my head, it's like it's not like it's not honey flavored or anything like that. It's not particularly sweet, but it's like honeycomb ish. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think I might have had it once or twice ever. Oh, you had it more than that. You I haven't had it much like, with you. Well, like five times maybe only. But oh, okay, yeah. But then yeah. that was the only times I ever had. I kind of want it now. Yeah, um, no, it's good. You can get it in. You get it over here. You can get it in the candy store and in um, Ovaltine. Ovaltine or in Iceland. Yeah. What's the brand? Ovaltine. I don't know what the brand is, but you'll see Ovaltine. It's like an orange curvy tub. So there's Ovaltine. There's Horlicks. Horlicks is just uh, and you can get it like chocolate flavored as well. I think. Probably that'll be what your flavor next one. Yeah. But yeah, Horlicks is the other brand. I was going to say it's not as good, but actually maybe Horlicks is nicer. I can't remember. I missed this my whole life. <laughs> it's, not a, had it. it's not a common thing, though. It's, kind of, it's, like, it's more it. of an English thing. Yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. My, my, my parents wouldn't be going for that. <laughs> they wouldn't have allowed that. <laughs> so stuff I mean, they, they would have sold it in every supermarket in Ireland, you know, so it's not like that. Yeah. I'll not that it. much of an English thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice cup there, Mike. Fucking, I was in the middle of making a coffee. I've got a trendy, um, would you rather a Big Mike and the Boys cup? Boys crack on. Yeah. Now that we've got our sponsorship with FunkyLikeAMonkey.com, Tony, I'm thinking that maybe... Um, the beauty of the Patreon episode is you can leave all this crackling around in the background. <laughs> yeah, Tony, I'm thinking that maybe when we could get some merch made up and put it, get the guys over at FunkyLikeAMonkey.com to put it on their website. That would be good. Speaking yeah, it's an option. Be would anyone want it? Would would Ben Please McBride actually want something? Alpro. Yeah, I mean, I drink my coffee out of it every morning, and I tell you what, I never Thanks used to drink it. coffee. <laughs> Do you ever drink your Ovaltine out of it? Ovaltine? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's that's a tan thing. <laughs> you you said like a minute ago that you'd like to try that's Ovaltine, and, <laughs> and now you're writing it off as a tan thing. <laughs> Let's take it as ours, Tony. You know, let's not let's not let them have it. Yeah, yeah, my oval team. Yeah, it's my Harlex. It's like my Waddy. No, it's my oval team. <laughs> my my oval team. My oval team. Uh, yeah, two two scoops, please. Yeah, it's only this size. So, Tony, can you ask Liam something there? Because obviously he won't be able to hear me. Yeah. Ask him. Does he think it's fair that someone would pay three pounds plus tax a month? to listen to this him fucking making tea in the background uh, Mike says do you think it's fair that someone pays three pounds a month to listen to you making fucking tea in the background I'm making coffee actually so I think it is fair yeah <laughs> you think well, that's good can, value you yeah you can crack on like this is just a nice little bit of well you know, we'll start our fucking stories right sound. okay you know, while he's scraping around that spoon here's your coffee Tony so much. the Sorry, idea unless you Thanks for not being a cunt like that cunt, Mike. See, Liam said, he said we could carry on without him, work away. And then I tried to work away without him. And he came just chattering away, chit-chattering away without his headphones on. Oh, that's good coffee. Yeah. Right. Worth it, I would say. Five five minutes in. Yeah. Here's what this episode's going to be about. (laughs) Five minutes in, this, this episode is. We've all written a story. We said about 500 words. I think they're various lengths. Some might be longer. Some might be shorter. We are gonna. We were going to flip a coin, but there's no three-sided coins we can find. So Liam has uh, very generously, um, well, he hasn't generously because he's probably going to keep it afterwards, 
got a, a, a nice Santa hat. And is there three different coloured geckos in there, Liam? Yeah, little plastic geckos. They're off a spinning top that I got in a Kinder Bueno. Not Kinder Egg. In a Kinder Boy. In a Kinder Boy. Yeah. All I ever get Kinder Boy. You gotta lick all that cream off. We're all I ever get a, is a fucking little wafer in there. We're, yeah. we're in a legal battle at the moment. I nearly choked on the cup. <laughs> so, yeah. And then whoever. So, we've each been allocated a colour um, just for the, the build up of the drama. Um, Tony has been allocated orange. Yeah, even though it's my favorite color, but um, there's spreadsheet reasons why he's orange. Um, <laughs> Liam is green, and I am red. Um, so the person who gets their gecko pulled out is going to read their story as is. The next person with the gecko pulled out is going to have to carry on that story with their story and try and make it work. And the third person, we won't necessarily have to pull their gecko out, but we might for the fun, and they'll they'll finish like it off. So hopefully that the, the third person has a good a good ending to a story and it's not like just like and then <laughs> You better hope it's not me then. <laughs> you better hope it's not fucking me. <laughs> okay. And then we'll discuss it. We'll we'll discuss who had the better story. And uh we'll we'll what we'll do is we'll fantasy book a sequel. Yeah. So to not today, after we finish, we'll fantasy book what happens in the end. Okay, cool. So it doesn't matter if they leave it open. No, it doesn't. We'll, we'll finish it together. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> grand. That works perfect. That's a very clever idea. Oh, are we all having a sippy sip? I'll have a sippy sip too. Oh, that's very I hope at home you're well. drinking a sippy sip of coffee, um, mm. sitting at home with us or in the car. Mm. Um, how do you listen to it? How do you take yours? Right. I'm going to shake them up, Tone. You're going to dip your hand in. I'm doing you're, dippies. Yeah, you're all doing right. dippies. No. All right. Oh, my so God. That's the sound of me shaking of up. Fruit. The moment of fruit. I want to slip your hand in there. No, no peeking. No peeking, you little peaky sneaker. <laughs> you little peeker. <laughs> no, just one. Just one. I don't want to you little peaky blinder. Where are they all? What? Okay. Now you got one. I got one. Yeah, got one. Got one. Oh. Liam's tried this trick myself, before, so. I think. I wasn't happy about it. I okay, like okay. I did, well, that wasn't intentional. I did right. shake him up. You saw me. It's Tony. No! <laughs> that is an orange <laughs> gecko. <laughs> he did it to himself. Oh. Oh. Does anybody else want to go for it? <laughs> you go for it, um, Tony. You got this the, shit. This Tony, is, this the geckos the have this spoken. This is meant to happen, Tony. Uh-huh. The geckos have spoken. You're, um, you're up first. Bastard. I wanted to get the feel for it, you know? <laughs> get the room. Get the sense. Is this it? I hope this is it. <laughs> it's actually scribed it out. This is impressive. It's, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> my writing's kind of like. Someone bu- described my writing to be like uh, Tom Riddle's handwriting. Did they? <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Like he made an old 84 year old Tom Riddle. Are you saying a fucking psychopath? Like. <laughs> you're up- you write like a racist psychopath, like a fucking wizard Nazi. He's not a wizard Nazi. He's a regular old Nazi. He's <laughs> like, Susie Soccer. <laughs> all right. It's okay. All right. We've all got all you right. back, and we can do this as many times as once. Well, I'm not even worried about that. Uh, yeah, Liam isn't yeah, editing this. The fact this. that mine isn't fully finished is a good thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine just has, yeah, a, yeah. has, has an abrupt finish. I did have an ending, but it's... <laughs> It's more like a novel if I was through that. So, uh, <laughs> but we will figure it out at the end. Yeah, because I had a f- like this. This is this would probably sell, you know. Right. So, mine's uh, Do I say the title name? No. Yeah, you can How give it. A, it's t- you can give it its 
titular name. Why didn't titular. you write a fucking title for your part of it? I story? also wrote a, wrote a title for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually have a title, but I was thinking maybe I should give it a title. Shit, I have to take note of the names you use here now, right? Uh, Easy to remember? Yeah, yeah you'll be alright. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Let's do this shit. Um, Alfredo was a cherry picker. He didn't like cherries very much. In fact, he hated everything about cherries. The size, the shape, and the smell. Next door was a tomato farm. That was the life he wanted. He had tomatoes, or he loved tomatoes. He loved everything about tomatoes. The size, the shape, the smell. The shape, the shape. I love how neither times they care about the taste. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, after yeah. the smell for the second time, yeah. Uh, the farm was owned by Campbell. Alfredo was sitting on the porch every night and watch Campbell's happy life. Campbell had a nice car, young wife, and two kids. Alfredo wanted the high life, the fast life of tomato farming. <laughs> <laughs> this grew to be an obsession of Alfredo's. Campbell and the rest of the town knew him as Cherry Jerry. Uh, why would they call me Cherry Jerry? Why would they call me that? That's not even my name. <laughs> Cherry Jerry, I mean Alfredo, would would ask himself. <laughs> oh, I, I think we need a second. Hang on, let me say that again. <laughs> Take it out. It's good. This, this is, is fucking perfect. I'm just going to interrupt you, Tony, and say this is the greatest story honestly, I've ever heard. Why like I love worried? the way this is written. <laughs> Why would they call me that? That's not even my name, Cherry Jerry. I mean, Alfredo would say to himself. The cherries were ruining his life. Yeah, the cherries were ruining his life. One night, Alfredo was six tin of tomato soup deep. Did I write that right? Yeah. Yeah. Six tins of tomato soup yeah. deep. Yeah. It was six tins of tomato soup deep. And he got this brilliant idea to steal Campbell's life. The idea was simple. Give cherries, leave cherries at his door. I can't read my own fucking writing. <laughs> it's okay. The idea was simple. Leave cherries at his door that has been, that have been tampered with, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> have they not? <laughs> We don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know. The suspense is killing me. I'm sweating here. <laughs> Alfredo watched from the door as Campbell picked up the cherries. He made a face and threw them to the pigs. <coughs> what happened? We don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the story. I love that. <laughs> I mean, like. Talk about not having an ending. It didn't even have a... <laughs> I mean, specifically, are the pigs going to have to be involved in the next story? Like, Oh, God. Like, I can't even imagine how I'm going to get my story. I have no... I really don't want to go next. See, I'm quite happy I didn't finish that because, like, I, I went over... Would you believe that's a full page? Because <laughs> I can't. Tony, I don't know what your definition of a full page is, but there's a good... 
Ah, oh, but you can't fit a full, a full, a full something there, like. It's, sorry, I've just Seven found the video. Four lines from the bottom. <laughs> Is Tony drinking I, out of that Kurtek mug? Yeah. That was once the weirdest thing you bought this week, Liam. Yeah, I think it was that oh. one. Yeah, it was the mushroom one, wasn't it? I have this one then. <laughs> cool. Oh, right. I'm fucking terrified. I really don't want to go next. Yeah. Did anybody I, wa- I really wanted to go first, and now I do not want to go uh, second. Yeah. Alfredo and Campbell's. I'm going to go with Ch- yeah. Oh, they're Campbell's food. soup. Yeah. Alfredo. Alfredo's also. Oh, no, it's not. It's creamy sauce. <laughs> no, no, cherries. Not two cherries. Right, I'm going to call... If, if I get big, I'm going to call him Cherry Jerry. <laughs> hey, and <It's>, Campbell. <laughs> you mean Alfredo. <laughs> <sighs> So we're looking for red or green. Green is Liam. Slip right red in is there, me. Ton. No peeking. No peeking, Ton. He was peeking, but I think he stopped now. I think he stopped. I don't think he's going to do I'm it. I'm jingling in now. Oh, fuck. That's the green one, yeah. It was actually blue, but I thought it was green. <laughs> <laughs> I took it out. Wait, wait what? Are what those, I was expecting a nice little detailed gecko. I've just seen it. Is that like one of those kind of jumping frogs? No, no, it's a gecko. It goes on a spinning top. Oh, it is a, it's a comedian. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's flat. I wasn't expecting flat. It is a comedian, yeah. Oh, well, that's just what comedians know. look like. Geckos look like standard little lizards. Ah, right. So, yeah, it's, comedians. And the comedian changes colours. That's very clever. Very clever. <laughs> that's clever. Right, so Liam's up next. Oh, Let's see shit. what um, Alfredo right. and Campbell get up to and what, what, what relevance the pigs are going to have in Liam's story. Two those, are the, kids. those are the three characters yeah. I'm trying to figure out which character I want to make which character now he's yeah. down tomato soup give me a second I had a full twist and everything for that story you know that and then what happened just just uh, didn't write it seven lines yeah right one second right okay okay I'm ready and I'm not going to give the title of mine either, seeing as it's a stupid idea, Mike. <laughs> we'll give it a title afterwards, together. Okay. It is a bit nerve-wracking, isn't it? Mm? Just the first word, trying to get that mm. out, is, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. Right. But that's where you're wrong, Alfredo. Dreams don't actually mean anything. It's all bullshit. So what you've basically done is waste everyone's time for as long as it takes two, or maybe one... Averagely educated men to read between zero and a thousand words. So, I hope you're proud of yourself. Also, side note. How come in some dream sequences or flashbacks in movies or TV shows, when the audience enter into the dream and exit from the dream, it seems as though no time has passed in the original timeline? Yet, characters aside from the dreamer seem to know vivid details of what's been shown to the audience. It's very confusing, <laughs> Alfredo. I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about, Campbell. <laughs> oh, all, I, all I know is that when I tried to type your name, autocorrect wants to make your name Campbell-less, which makes me worry about where society is heading and also makes me worry if I have gone first then these last two lines won't make any sense or even if I didn't they won't make any sense either I'd love to sit 
around here and talk about cherries with you all night. But I don't have time for that. I've got a planet to save, Alfredo. <clears throat> now there's a new character that Mike has to continue on. So it's... Sandra, pass me my jetpack and my cane, will you, dollface? Hey, you know, if someone was hearing or reading that question out of context, it would seem pretty sodgy, Alfredo. That's a pretty weird thing to say, Campbell. But I guess if you don't know Sandra and I are best friends, and you don't know that Sandra's face is literally that of a doll, then that would seem pretty dodgy, or sodgy. That, then that would seem pretty sodgy. And also, she loves to be called doll face. Hmm. Shit. Second now. What ha- Sorry, Liam. What happened to the pigs? I'm getting to that, Mike. Okay, okay. No? Okay, well, thanks. Okay. And also, she loves to be called that. Then, yeah, that would actually seem pretty saggy, I guess. Okay, one second. Oh, the names again. I should have just left blanks now. I forget which one is which as well. <laughs> Who did I start with, Alfredo or Campbell? Alfredo. Alfredo. Okay. <laughs> okay, Alfredo and Campbell grab two pigs and blast off on the jetpack leaving Sandra covered in a cloud of silver dust, which she also loves, so don't feel bad for her. They land in the capital, just as, the pre- just as President Johnson is taking the podium to make his acceptance speech. Get down, cries Alfredo, knowing the danger the president is in. He runs and dives in front of the president's chest as the shot is fired. There seems to be a... No, one second... There are screams from the crowd and there are screams from the crowd and an almost cinematic moment where you can see everyone who wasn't shot leading us to realize already that we know who has been shot and making us feel simultaneously a little bit smart and also saddened because we've created a bond with this person in the original story. Campbell is lying on the ground, blood pours from his ears, nose and eyes. And Alfredo rushes to his side. I guess that's why they call you Bleeder, eh? (laughs) Bleeder? (laughs) Don't feel bad for me. My time was up before I ever started. You know what I mean. Alfredo's eyes roll back in his head and his body went limp. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Campbell's eyes roll back in his head and his body went limp. But Alfredo didn't know what he meant, and he never would. But he swore that day he would track down the gunman, or woman, yet again proving he was an Asajj, and find out who shot his, I'm going to change the end now, who shot his ex-nemesis and new friend, Campbell. Was this all about tomatoes? Was this all about cherries? What the hell was this about? Find out now. That's intense, isn't it? After his former nemesis and uh, new uh, best friend, Campbell died just now. Um, he's... Uh, one second now, that's one second. Sorry about this. Sorry about this. Okay, so I'm glad Sandra got left behind. <laughs> so I... I <clears throat> 
after Campbell died, Alfredo stayed in the capital for uh, many years. Are you reading now your one? No. Well, I'm, 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 yeah, that was the whole, the whole thing was, was to quickly get from one story to the other. Oh, okay, 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 okay. do it that way, look, yeah. Then I didn't fully understand what we were doing. <laughs> you can do it whatever way, like. So, yeah, Campbell died. And Alfredo stayed in the, year, the city for many years. He actually had been uh, taking, uh, well, the cherry equivalent of magic mushrooms. Because it turns out they weren't living in a in a world with guns or rocket ships. Um, they were actually living in a, a medieval fantasy world. Where where did you think the rocket ships were, Mike? Were the pigs not rocket ships? No, they only had a jetpack and they grabbed a pig on the way out. Okay. okay. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I, I struggled with your story. I didn't really know what was Full happening. Fam. But... Sandra liked being covered in silver stuff. Okay. <clears throat> Alfredo stood at the counter in the Dublin Tavern, impatiently waiting. He had yet to be served by the slow, limping barkeeper, but it was not the thirst that concerned him. He was waiting for someone else. He glanced around, trying not to be too obvious. Sat in the stool to his left was an orc, a giant, out-of-shape orc. His skin was so green that it was nearly blue. Orcs were usually great warriors. Mike had never... Alfredo... (laughs) Did you name it Mike? (laughs) Oh man, that's the most egotistical thing I've heard. (laughs) Orcs were usually great warriors. Alfredo had never seen one in such bad condition before. It was disgusting. The orc took no notice of the man beside him, surveying him. Its only concern was the platter in front of him. The orc was gnawing viciously at barley biscuits, as if his life depended on it. Alfredo wondered if this was the contact. He had no idea, really, who the contact may be. The note that had been slipped under his door had explained little other than the meeting place, this tavern, and the contract being their only way out of the city. Alfredo and the minstrels had heard, on good authority, that the city would be sacked in the morning and no one would survive. The orc was probably not the contact, Alfredo finally decided. He was just too noticeable. It was at this moment when Alfredo felt a bony elbow poking his muscular right arm. He turned his head and was presented with a wizened old crone. She must have been nine, T. The only signs of life on her face were her wild blue eyes and her flat, upturned nose. Years of sitting bolt upright at a desk had meant that, in her later years, she had overcompensated and was now almost completely hunched over. She was grinning greedily at Alfredo, motioning him down with her pointy finger so that she could whisper into his ear. He crouched down urgently, finally, This could be the contact. She let out a raspy cough before saying, with great great effort, Last night in Dublin, she coughed. Mike looked at her eagerly, nodding and willing her to go on. Alfredo Alfredo looked at her eagerly, (laughs) nodding and willing her to go on. 
last night in the Dublin Tavern. That orc that you are watching murdered a man for looking at his barley biscuits. The way that you are. He's a real monster. I should know. He used to be my husband. The crone let out a sharp, creaky laugh and scuttled away. When Alfredo looked back up, he nearly jumped out of his skin. The barkeep... Sorry? I, see where this, I think I see where this is going. <laughs> and I said, I don't. The barkeep was now standing dead in front of him. Oh, no, I do. If the barkeep had a face, it would have looked annoyed, but he didn't. There was a black mist where his face should have been, where it used to be. Alfredo had seen this kind of curse before, back when he had his own castle. It was a dark kind of magic. A punishment from the gods for anyone who tried to hide their true identity and shun their destiny. Alfredo, careful not to focus on the disability, ordered his drinks. Instead of looking where a face should be, he looked at what the barkeeper was wearing. It was a grey tunic on which was painted two words. Yurt. Ainan. Alfredo arrived back to the table to rejoin his party. Tony, the ape man, had no. fallen asleep and was snoring soundly. <laughs> he jolted is awake. It Tony? His... Sorry? Is it Tony or Campbell? Campbell died. Campbell's dead. Tony. Oh, Campbell's dead. Okay. Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> There's only one character left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Tony, the ape man, had fallen asleep and was snoring soundly. He jolted awake as my... <laughs> he jolted awake as Alfredo slammed his drinks down in front of him. An alien mad juice. Disgusting stuff. <laughs> Alfredo looked to his yet. other... <laughs> Alfredo looked to his other companion and shrugged, pointing at their sleepy friend. Liam, the hobbit, shrugged back at him. <laughs> He's not my responsibility any more than he is yours, Alfredo. He was yawning when we got here. You know how I feel about people eating during important business. Whenever he has a (laughs) snacker, he always gets groggy. It is his favorite bedtime snack after all. Alfredo rolled his eyes. Not for the first time. Together, the three friends made the finest trio in all the land. They were a true hit. But sometimes it all got a bit too much for Alfredo, who, as the biggest of the group... Felt like he should naturally be in charge. Anyway, the little guy said, as Tony began chasing his tail. Did you see the contact? And more importantly, did you get my beer? The light and fizzy one, the best in the city. His very small eyes lighting up with excitement and greed. Mike, no, Alfredo, (laughs) who was looking over his shoulder, Searching for a glimpse of the person who had written that note, absently pushed one of the drinks that he had brought back from the bar across the table. It was dark and treacly, the thin foam on the top spilling out of the glass as it slid. They only had this one, Alfredo said, turning back to face him. It's oatmeal. You'll like it. I doubt that, snarled the tiny fella. Anyway, Tony, is there any word from your clone? Or Sandra, who got left behind in the last story. Will they get here in time? 
Tony didn't hear him. He had already finished his drink and was back up at the bar, ordering another. See you now, he said as he bumped into a damsel, spilling her sweet tea all over her. Alfredo and Liam, the miniature man, shared knowing glances, peering at the maiden. They had to lean slightly to be able to see her, as Tony had now caught his neck on a low-hanging beam and was dangling desperately. (laughs) It was her. Alfredo knew it. Susie Escape. The greatest escaper who had ever lived. Their prayers had been answered. They were safe. And that's it. Boys, we've done something magical here today. <laughs> we've done something here today, I can tell you. We've done yeah. something. something like... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it turned out that he was never... I mean, he might. I suppose Alfredo was a cherry farmer. We know that much. But um, do we do because you you made it seem like none of the other stories mattered because of the mushrooms? So. No, they they <laughs> mattered. It's just everything looked a bit different. There was still a president. <laughs> Campbell like. had been a to- tomato <laughs> farmer and had <laughs> died. No windy book. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, he was just gonna kill off the characters, like <laughs> whatever characters I had the rest of the day. But somehow um, connect them with. <laughs> so yeah, what what happens at the end? Do they do the do the three minstrels escape? I struggled to follow your story. Being honest, really, yeah, okay. I didn't know what why they were all meeting up. They were trying to escape the city. Was they, there was something the city oh, okay, was going to be sacked? Okay. okay. Mm, okay. Um, did you recognize any of the characters? I recognize Mike. All of them. <laughs> Sweet tea. Do you recognize Cookie Monster? Cookie Monster. Oh, the boy woofing, woofing down his yeah, hand. They yeah. were married. Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually get that at the time. But yeah. Tony with an eye. Um, yeah. Ainan. Lost his face. Ainan. Uh, I got <laughs> stuck in a branch. Yeah. <laughs> alien juice. Alien mad juice, man. Alien mad um, juice. Little hobbit fat boy. <laughs> yeah, tiny little eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. What do they? They meet up with Susie Escape, and do they escape? Yeah, of course they do. Because she's the greatest escaper who ever lived. You can see the difference in all of our writing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but yours was like mostly just uh, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think Tony's was no dialogue. No. And and mine was like a, a small amount of dialogue. Yeah, I I usually just write dialogue. Yeah, it's in, it's actually very interesting that you do. I usually start off writing zero dialogue. Mm. I, I find it hard not to. I wouldn't have a clue. Because <laughs> that's when it got to your story, Liam. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because it just it. I I thought while well, we had agreed that we would do like a little sentence to work out why we got there. And suddenly we were just in the middle of a conversation. Oh, see, I didn't know we had agreed that. Yeah, We didn't yeah. talk about that, like, in three Well, that's what, that's what I had said. <laughs> Obviously, not what you had understood. But, like... Well, when so, did you say that? At the start? I said every time. Like, so we take one... If you listen back, we take one sent, Do one sentence just to quickly get from one place to another. Oh, To that, explain why they moved. That. That's why I was surprised when you were doing it. Because I was like, I don't get why he's doing this. <laughs> 
because you were in the middle of a conversation. But like when Tony had left it, they weren't talking. You know, the he had the things had been thrown thrown to the pigs, and suddenly they were in the middle of a conversation. That's why I got confused about that. Mm, that's but fair it worked. Enough. I don't um, think it did, but it's all right. <laughs> so what what I thought because that was so beautiful, I am going to listen back to this. I'm going to type out the story as we read it without the interruptions. And on Patreon, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a dramatic reading of the whole story. <laughs> so if you want that whole story uninterrupted, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pop it on the Patreon. There you go. Even if you don't want it, it's there because you're the only person listening to, or you're the only people listening to this. Yeah. So um, from a bonus, come a bonus, come a bonus. So watch. So what? What's the ending? They escape with Susie Soccer. Did they meet up with Sandra again? Susie escape. Yeah, they meet up at Sandra again, and uh, I think Alfredo should take over both farms and uh, make just a really big tomato farm. He's <laughs> made a big time. He's got his fix of tomatoes now. What's happened to the two farms over the years? Sandra's been looking after him. Okay, Even who was? Not, I was going to end the story with he's just a real fuzzy version of Campbell, and they're actually. Uh, identical twins so he just shaves his beard and kills the brother <laughs> oh well luckily a, a hitman killed the brother I think so yeah um, that was the original thing so he's still who dying. was Sandra still dying looking for you yeah. <laughs> who was Sandra was she related to one of them or Sandra was she one of their wives or just like a, a neighbour a friend Alf- Alfredo's best man passerby she's Alfredo's yeah. best friend look okay yeah She's got a face of a literal doll. That's scary. No, so, it's, it's not a scary doll. So, yeah, doll the, face. so do, do the minsters, minstrels, and Susie escape, and Sandra all live kind of happily together at on the on the cherry on the, no, on the cherry, tomato farm on the cherry tomato farm. Why not? He doesn't like cherries. He doesn't like the size. No, but cherry tomatoes. The shape, the smell. Cherry tomatoes. Oh. Cherry tomatoes are just tomatoes. Well, Look at that, huh? Full circle. Different, different size, different shape. Like, but what's wrong with a beef tomato? Yeah. You've had apple tomatoes? No. Never have I. Never heard of them. Because they don't exist. I don't think so. No. It's cool though. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I, I might talk to uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> okay, lads. What are we doing next month? What's our bonus episode going to be? I'm thinking. A wee game show. Yeah? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah? Should that we all... Great. Should we all run our own little quiz with the other two? In the one week, like? Yeah. Or should one of us be the quiz master? That's what I don't know. Maybe we all come up with some fun games. Okay. So we'll all, we'll all we show up with of a hat games. Again? <laughs> yeah? Fuck it. Pick the order out of a hat? Like, are we going to do them all? Or some might get... Not done. We'll see. We'll see decide. how many we come up with. We, we won't tell them too much. We won't tell them too much. We don't want to encourage them to don't stay. Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> they can bring their friends over. can all listen together. <laughs> play along. Yeah, quiz night. Quiz Game night. Game night. Big Mike and the boys. Game night. With Tony so we've done and the boys. <laughs> we've done story time with Big Mike and the boys. And next month we're doing Game Night with Big Mike and the boys. Right, well, lads, should we leave it there for the month? Leave it there for the month, bye. Boom, boom. Right, well, it's been emotional, lads. Um, I'll see you next month. So, uh, thanks, bye. 
Thanks. Bye. See you now. Alfredo was a cherry picker. He didn't like cherries very much. In fact, he hated everything about cherries. The size, the shape, and the smell. Next door was a tomato farm. That was the life he wanted. He loved tomatoes. He loved everything about tomatoes. The size, the shape, and the smell. The farm was owned by Campbell. Alfredo would sit in the porch every night and watch Campbell's happy life. Campbell had a nice car, young wife, and two kids. Alfredo wanted the high life, the fast life of tomato farming. This grew to be an obsession of Alfredo's. Campbell and the rest of the town knew him as Cherry Jerry. Why would they call me Cherry Jerry? Why would they call me that? That's not even my name, Cherry Jerry. I mean, Alfredo would ask himself. The cherries were ruining his life. One night Alfredo was six tins of tomato soup deep and he got this brilliant idea to steal Campbell's life. The idea was simple, leave cherries at his door that have been tampered with, so to speak. Alfredo walked from the door as Campbell picked up the cherries. He made a face and threw them to the pigs. But that's where you're wrong, Alfredo. Dreams don't actually mean anything. It's all bullshit. So what you've basically done is waste everyone's time for as long as it takes for two or maybe one averagely educated men to read between zero and a thousand words. So I hope you're proud of yourself. Also, side note, how come in some dream sequences or flashbacks in movies or TV shows, when the audience enter into the dream and exit from the dream, it seems as though no time has passed in the original timeline, yet characters aside from the dreamer seem to know vivid details of what's been shown to the audience. It's very confusing, Alfredo. I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about, Campbell. All I know is that when I tried to type your name, autocorrect wants to make your name Campbell-less, which makes me worried about where society is heading, and also makes me worry if I have gone first and these last two lines won't make 
any sense. Or even if I haven't, they won't make any sense either. I'd love to sit around here and talk about cherries all night, but I don't have time for that. I've got a planet to save, Alfredo. Sandra, pass me my jetpack and my cane, will you, dollface? Hey, you know if someone was hearing or reading that question out of context, it would seem pretty sodgy, Alfredo. That's a pretty weird thing to say, Campbell, but I guess if you don't know, Sandra and I are best friends and you don't know that Sandra's face is literally that of a doll, then that would seem pretty sodgy. And also, she loves to be called Dollface. Then yeah, that would seem pretty sodgy, I guess. Alfredo and Campbell grab two pigs and blast off on the jetpack, leaving Sandra covered in a cloud of silver dust, which she also loves, so don't feel bad for her. They land in the capital, just as President Johnson is taking the podium to make his acceptance speech. Get down, cries Alfredo, knowing the danger the president is in. He runs and dives in front of the president's chest as a shot is fired. There are screams from the crowd, and an almost cinematic moment where you see everyone who wasn't shot, leading us to realize already who has been shot, and making us feel simultaneously a little bit smart, and also saddened because we have created a bond with this person in the original story. Campbell is lying on the ground, blood pours from his ears, nose and eyes, and Alfredo rushes to his side. I guess that's why they call you Bleeder, eh? Don't feel bad for me. My time was up before I ever started. You know what I mean. Campbell's eyes rolled back in his head and his body went limp. But Alfredo didn't know what he meant, and he never would. But he swore that day he would track down the gunmen or woman, yet again proving he wasn't a Sodge, and find out who shot his ex-nemesis and new friend Campbell. Was this all about tomatoes? Was this all about cherries? What the hell was this all about? Find out now. After Campbell died, Alfredo stayed in the capital for many years. He actually had been taking the cherry equivalent of magic mushrooms, because it turns out they weren't living in a world with guns or rocket ships. They were actually living in a medieval fantasy world. Alfredo stood at the counter in the Dublin Tavern, impatiently waiting. He had yet to be served by the slow, limping barkeeper, but it was not the thirst that concerned him. He was waiting for someone else. He glanced around, trying not to be too obvious. Sat in the stool to his left was an orc, a giant, out-of-shape orc. His skin was so green that it was nearly blue. Orcs were usually great warriors. Alfredo had never seen one in such bad condition before. It was disgusting. The orc took no notice of the man beside him, surveying him. Its only concern was the platter in front of him. The orc was gnawing viciously at the barley biscuits, as if his life depended on it. Alfredo wondered if this was the contact. He had no idea, really, who the contact may be. The note that had been slipped under his door had explained little other than the meeting place, his tavern, and the contact being their only way out of the city. Alfredo and the minstrels had heard, on good authority, that the city would be sacked in the morning and no one would survive. The orc was probably not the contact, Alfredo finally decided. He was just too noticeable. It was at this moment where Alfredo felt a bony elbow poking his muscular right arm. 
he turned his head and was presented with a wizened old crone. She must have been ninety. The only signs of life on her face were her wild blue eyes and her flat upturned nose. The years of sitting a bolt upright at a desk had meant that, in her later years, she had overcompensated and was now almost completely hunched over. She was grinning greedily at Alfredo, motioning him down with her pointy finger so that she could whisper into his ear. He crouched down urgently. Finally, this could be the contact. She let out a raspy cough before saying, with great effort, Last night in Dublin, she coughed. Alfredo looked at her eagerly, nodding and willing her to go on. Last night in the Dublin Tavern, that orc that you are watching murdered a man for looking at his barley biscuits the way that you are. He's a real monster. I should know. He used to be my husband. The crone let out a sharp, creaky laugh and scuttled away. When Alfredo looked back up, he nearly jumped out of his skin. The barkeep was now standing dead in front of him. If the barkeep had a face, it would look annoyed, but he didn't. There was a black mist where his face should have been, where it used to be. Alfredo had seen this kind of curse before, back when he had his own castle. It was a dark kind of magic, a punishment from the gods for anyone who tried to hide their true identity and shun their destiny. Alfredo, careful not to focus on the disability, ordered his drinks. Instead of looking where her face should have been, he focused on what the barkeep was wearing. It was a grey tunic, on which was painted two words. Yurt. Aina. Alfredo arrived back at the table to rejoin his party. Tony, the ape man, had fallen asleep and was snoring soundly. He jolted awake as Alfredo slammed his drinks down in front of him. An alien mad juice. Disgusting stuff. Alfredo looked to his other companion and shrugged, pointing at their sleepy friend. Liam, the hobbit, shrugged back at him. He's not my responsibility any more than he is yours, Alfredo. He was yawning when we got here. You know how I feel about people eating during important business. Whenever he has a snacker, he always gets groggy. It is his favorite bedtime snack after all. Alfredo rolled his eyes not for the first time. Together, the three friends made the finest trio in all of the land. They were a true hit. But sometimes it all got a bit too much for Alfredo, who, as the biggest of the group, felt like he should naturally be in charge. Anyway, the little guy said as Tony began chasing his tail, did you see the contact? And more importantly, did you get my beer? The light and fizzy one, the best in the city. His very small eyes lighting up with excitement and greed. Alfredo, who was looking over his shoulder, searching for a glimpse of the person who had written the note, absently pushed one of the drinks that he had brought back from the bar across the table. It was dark and treacly, the thin foam on top spilling out of the glass as it slid. They only had this one, Alfredo said, turning back to face him. It's oatmeal. You'll like it. I doubt that snarled the tiny fella. Anyway, Tony, is there any word from your clone or Sandra? Will they get here in time? Tony didn't hear him. He had already finished his drink and was back up at the bar, ordering another. 
See you now, he said as he bumped into a damsel spilling her sweet tea all over her. Alfredo and Liam, the miniature man, shared knowing glances, peering at the maiden. They had to lean slightly to be able to see her, as Tony had now caught his neck on a low-hanging beam and was dangling desperately. It was her. Alfredo knew it. Susie Escape. The greatest escaper who had ever lived. Their prayers had been answered. They were safe.